Hey guys, welcome back to 12 O'Clock Talks with Jack and Dave. Today we talk about Fridays, the importance of irresponsibility, and soy chorizo. We hope you enjoy the episode. It is cloud. And we are back. Hello. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, Dave. Hey. You've been busy. I have been busy. Yeah. I've been busy too. So apologies for the people who tune in very regularly. We apologize for the inconsistency. We're still settling into our new rock new jobs i think and life life is just really busy honestly don't you think dave life is busy man and it the thing that kind of blows my mind and mm-hmm. i don't know if you're in this cycle too but you're always like if i can just get to like <laughs> say it's friday you're like if i can get through friday life will calm down it's dangerous and then it just never does no you're like all right i gotta get through friday and you're like sweet friday afternoon you're like you're feeling it go to bed wake up saturday morning world's on fire again somehow and you're like dang it i just gotta get through next friday that's That's so close yeah have you heard of the stockdale paradox i think i talked about this in the last podcast the what the stockdale paradox no i don't think so it's it's what you're about that it's what you're describing just in a more serious note but it's when you're talking about it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's the so this guy he got captured in Vietnam. Um, he was a uh, in the Air Force, and his plane went down, and he was captured in Vietnam. And they were like, how how did you survive in the POW camps when everyone else died? And he ended up writing a book about it. Um, and essentially what he said was like, everyone was like waiting until Christmas. They were like, oh, it'll, you know, if we could just make it to Christmas or if we could just make it, you know, another month, I heard we're being liberated, like another three months we're being liberated. And um, they were never liberated on those days. And so they ended up like, just kind of like dying off and losing hope. But whereas um, Stockdale was like, you can't, necessarily give up hope but you can't expect it to end like you have to embrace what's happening in the moment hmm. so that was funny you were saying that because i was just reading about the stockdale paradox well it's in a book that i'm reading right now hmm. but super interesting it gives a lot of uh it gives a lot of good perspective i think because i feel that like sometimes you get caught in the in the idea it's like oh dude i just need like this this payday is going to be the day or like friday i've got enough like tomorrow i have nothing to do right after i get off work from nine to five i don't have coaching for the first time in like two months nice and so but i know like come friday night at 10 p.m i'm gonna look at my watch and be like oh i have to go to bed because i have to go to work on saturday in the morning and i have to work from like i leave the house at 6 a.m and not get home until four on <laughs> saturday get, yeah and then i do the same thing sunday why what job? I get monday is that coaching yeah it's because of coaching <laughs> like because oh. we play and we played uh, an hour away on fields an hour away oh so i totally i totally get that though because like you you find this like almost sense of bliss and then all of a sudden you realize oh I have to go be responsible again. Darn it. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I would give anything to be irresponsible for a week straight. But then at the same time, like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I think, I feel like on like day two or three, 
I would think, oh, I think I've had enough of this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm ready for structure again. I'm ready for my routine or if I don't even have a routine, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, I need one day to just be a bum, sleep in and do nothing. I need the second day to go and just do leisure activities. You know, if it's, I'm going to go and play Xbox all day, you know, just do those type of things. The third day I can probably do like half a day of it, but then like spend it doing chores that probably need to get done, like need to get done, but you could, you don't have to get them done right away. So you could do them in a relaxed and kind of fun manner. You know, you know, when you yeah. don't, you have like this, like a full, like a clear Saturday. You know, okay, I'm gonna wake up and make a cup of coffee, and then kind of like sweep the kitchen, and mm. then do the dishes. But like music will be playing. I don't have anywhere to be. You know, if it takes me 30 minutes, great. If it takes me an hour and a half because I keep watching TikToks or whatever, great too. Like it doesn't matter. Like that would be my third day, and then after that, I need I gotta go back to it to life like i can probably yeah. do three days max yeah <laughs> but on the so like the look into friday thing like if i can get through friday today was one of those days for me because i don't know what it was yesterday no two days ago so like i I've, I have like a couple major assignments at work that i'm working on i was making headway and then last night I got a bunch of emails from work. And so I got in and just, you know, there was a stack of things to do. Yeah. So I spent all morning working on them and then got back to where I was like in a good spot before all like before yesterday night. And so I'm like, we're good. I have like three things I need to do, but none of them are urgent. I can just sit, kind of take my time with them and, and almost like enjoy doing it. Cause two of them were writing projects. I enjoy writing out stuff like that. As long as I don't have to like meet a super urgent deadline, you know, like have a cup of coffee, write a good argument. It's just fun. Like I, I enjoy that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I ex- expected my afternoon to be. And that was not what happened. I went home for lunch. <laughs> And I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to took a little bit longer lunch, took like an hour, 15 minute, minute lunch. It's like, I'm going to go home and go let the dog out. I'm going to eat decent and then come back. And I'm going to sit, have a cup of coffee and write all afternoon. I'm going to close my door and just write. And I get back and there's like three new files on my chair that it's like review, need this, this out, need this by, you know, three o'clock or whatever it was I'm like, oh, dang it. And then, so I finished that and I'm like, great. I have two hours, two and a half hours, uh, honestly, probably three hours to just sit and write. And I like open up the Word doc and then another manager comes in and is like, hey, here's this another thing that just came in. We need it done. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> like, I've, I've been so close to doing the, like, because it all needs to get done. But now it's like, ah, I'm going to have to do this on the weekend maybe or something where I can just turn my phone off and not check an email. So I can just sit and write, but yeah. Oh, that, that was my day. It was like, I was so close <laughs> to just being doing relaxing tasks at mm-hmm. work. Oh, so that my goal tomorrow is to at least spend an hour doing something nice. There you go. 
do you ever do you ever find you get to that point where you've completed everything that needs to get done and you've you've put off the thing that you want to do like it's a task that you need to get completed but it's also the one you enjoy the most like the one you're looking forward to and it's also the one that like doesn't necessarily have like a deadline on it you know what i mean like so like the deadlines that you set for the things that you enjoy are always like more tangible whereas the ones that everyone else gives you are very fixed Mm. and so like you get all of your like all the stuff that needs to get done for other people done first, or that's like higher priority. And then you finally get to thing like the thing that you've been looking forward to doing and like spending effort and time on. And you just can't <laughs> like, you have yeah. no, you have no, especially with writing. Like I wanted to do that today. I got everything done first. And then I was like, oh, yes, like, okay. Like I was excited for it this morning. And then as soon as I sat down and opened the word doc, I was like, no, this is no, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't have, I do not have this in me. So like I read yeah. all the material, I was ready to edit it. And I was like, I don't think I could do that. So I printed it off and put it up on my nightstand. And so I'm going to try and read it before I go to bed. There you go. But yeah, I, I just feel like a lot of the time we put off the things that we enjoy doing for things that we need to do. And then when we get to the thing we enjoy, we don't have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, it yeah, I, I think I fall into that too. Because for me, I prefer doing it's weird. So I like to do the tasks that I know are going to be a little more difficult and maybe need more of my brain capacity, brain power in the morning. So first thing in the morning, I'll do the things that I think are harder for me to either comprehend or to, to spend time on. And then I like to write later in the evening and I don't know what it is. I don't think so. Like I will edit my papers in the morning, but I'll write them in the evening or in the afternoon because I feel more creative in the afternoon. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I am tired. And so that block of trying to be perfect is now gone. I don't know what it is, but I do also see your point of you get to the point. Sometimes it's at the end of the day and you go, I have no juice left in the tank. Yeah. Like if I tried to write, it wouldn't be coherent at all. So I fall into that trap too. Or it's even just starting, starting, it's starting the task for me, I think, because it's something that I want to give more effort than I'm able to give at the time. And so I procrastinate it until I do have more effort, which is like really counterintuitive because if I continue to process things and organize things like I am, I will technically never have the effort to do the things, those things, Mm -hmm. which makes it like, you have to be really intentional about doing it. And it's, I think something you said stuck out to me is like, it's uh, like the harder tasks in the morning and like, kind of like the stuff that's going to take you more time. But then when you couple the harder, like the things you enjoy can still be hard, I think for me. And so I'm like, Oh, well, I enjoy it, so it'll be easier. <laughs> I get mm. caught in that trap, and like, I so I push it to the end of the day. I'm like, dang, I still really want. I want to enjoy this, so because mm-hmm. I don't think I can enjoy it or give my hundred, like my one hundred percent to it. Yeah, I just don't start it, and I put it off to the next day. But the podcast is actually a really good example of this, though, right? <laughs> like, we record at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. 
No, we don't. It's at noon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is at noon. You're right. I forgot it was noon. Um, <laughs> it gets released. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, like at the it's it's an end of the day topic conversation. You know, like it it doesn't feel it's something that I look forward to, but I can still give like the a good amount of energy to where we have a good conversation and it doesn't feel rushed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things that we put, I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of the topic things that I put into our joint list of things to possibly talk about are usually ideas I have really late at night. <laughs> yeah. Or like driving in the car. <laughs> yeah. But it's like driving home after work. I'll think of something. Yeah. Like I don't really think of anything on the way to work. Right. But I do on the way back home or at the end of the day or, you know, you just have like that 2 a.m. thought. And so you write it down. Mm. I wonder if there's any, you probably know this or this is more in your realm than my realm. But <laughs> that was a funny way of just leading into that. <laughs> you, you know this. Um, if because a lot of people have idea journals right by their bedside. Mm hmm. Why would I? <laughs> so let me finish my thought. Yeah, where are you going with this? So, and they'll have their idea journals by their bedside because all the ideas kind of come at the end of the day or when they're sleeping. So like whenever your day is, it doesn't necessarily have a time frame, mm -hmm. but you're probably more tired. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if after you have reached a certain level of tired, if you like some creative restrictive wall falls and that's why we have really great ideas at night or at the end of the day so i, I knew you would know something <laughs> it's it's just coincidence honestly um i'm listening to a book right now it's called think like a monk and the, ch the chapter I just listened to is kind of precisely on this, right? So we, um, all of our, our entire day is structured, right? Like we, we go to work, but, and we go like, okay, sorry. <clears throat> we started it. We wake up at a certain time. We brush our teeth. We eat our breakfast. Like we get in our car. We go to work. We work. We get in our car. We come home. We cook dinner. We watch TV. We go to bed. We do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we we operate in all of those things without like any like hardly any singular focus. So the mind is always like the theory is the mind is always occupied. So for example, when you just run through this, like maybe different for you, but um, when you're when you wake up, what's the first thing you do? I go let my dog out. Okay, and while your dog's out, what are you doing? Making coffee. Are you on your phone? Not usually. Just so making just, coffee. Okay. So, and then when you bring den, or when you bring your dog inside, and when you make your coffee, what do you do next? I feed her, and then I go. I probably I feed her, and then the coffee's not really ready yet. Right. So then I'll go to the bathroom and start kind of getting ready. 
Okay. So like when you're brushing your teeth, are you listening to music or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's probably the probably after I like put the food down for Denver is whenever I go get my phone. Right. So I, I think the idea behind it, it was that we hardly operate any of our daily tasks with like a, with a singular focus, meaning that like we're not solely focused on the one thing that we're trying to accomplish at any point in the day. And it, that requires a lot of attention from our brain. Hmm. And so like when you're brushing your teeth, you're thinking about, you know, either the music that's playing or what's going to happen at work you know, or what, what do you need to do next in order in the next process of getting ready? Oh, after I brush my teeth, do I want to go get my cup of coffee? Is Denver still out, like, is, is Denver still outside? Like, do I need to clean up after myself? You know, do I need to pre-start the car? Is it frosty outside? Like there's always decisions. Our mind is hardly ever in the present. It's always in the future. And that idea carries all the way through up until bedtime, typically. Mm. or when you're in the car alone not listen, not listening to music because you can't do anything else right so you like you have these like small moments of um i guess time or like time pockets throughout the day where you genuinely aren't thinking about anything and those moments are where you are able to um be most creative because the brain like your, your brain's not constantly preoccupied by a million different external stimulants hmm. if that makes any sense at all it does so that's why routines are important is it was the whole like backing behind this because if you have a routine you're not having to think about what's happening next you simply just do what you've done and will continue to do and so your brain can be creative in a structured environment it's not the fact that you like just need a completely unstructured environment that would probably hinder but like the idea of having a structured environment to allow you to be creative is kind of was kind of the idea behind what um what the author was saying mm. which i thought was a really good really good way of looking at routines because i've always thought about routines as really mundane and i've never liked them just because like one i can't adhere to them but two, because they get boring for me. So I don't really like them. But I, when I think about it like that, I actually kind of like the idea of a routine. It reminds me of running without music. Like when when you run without music, you don't, you have nothing to distract you. Like you're, you're, you're simply focused on the most like simple aspects of life around you because <laughs> you're just running. <laughs> like you, you left the house, you're, you're three miles in, you're like, okay. What, what else do you have? You have your thoughts. And so you just, the mind kind of just starts to wander. And that's where I find a lot of the times, like I'm really creative is when I'm running because I don't have a, none of the headphones on. I don't have none of the headphones. Wow. Grammar. Um, yeah. I don't have any headphones on. So it, you end up, it sounds really weird, but like you have conversations with yourself. Your mind starts to wander about things that like you enjoy and are looking forward to. It's really cool, cool space to be in. But I think people find small pockets of that throughout the day because they're always thinking ahead. They're never thinking in the moment hmm. was the whole point of what I was just saying. Can you turn your brain off? Can you, do you have that ability? No, uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah, getting there. I can't either. I'm getting better at it. 
but I'm not, I'm not there yet. No. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, do you really need to? Well, because you made the comment of running without music. Yeah. Right. And so even as a little kid, I hated quiet. You know, like I needed noise. I needed, if we were in the car, I needed the radio on as soon as we got in. I needed, I don't know if it's outside stimuli or just something more specific. I don't know what it was, but like I needed the, I couldn't do quiet. Mm-hmm. And I'm still pretty much the same way. And I think it's because, and obviously as a kid, you don't have that deep of thought, but if it if there's not like i can't go to sleep without listening to comedy radio right so like i can't even go down when you're supposed to be like you were saying with the monk thing in the like you there's nothing to do but just sleep like that's all you can focus on that's where you should and i can't do that and i haven't been i haven't done that i haven't gone to bed without comedy radio playing and just been in the quiet by myself, just quiet since I was like 14, you know? And maybe that's just now a routine or I don't know what it is or some audio style baby blanket, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. If I was to run without music, I would drive myself insane. That's probably, yeah. Like, because I I just can't turn off my brain. Well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. It's like to help help with that. Like, you have to, for me, I realized it, um, like, really, like, more than usual when we were doing the 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 75 challenge because you didn't have anything to distract you (laughs) like you couldn't eat junk food and you couldn't um drink right so you know there was never you you really had to just focus on (laughs) and just being okay with how you felt all the time without anything to help you Mm. so i turned i turned to running hard but yeah i would I really encourage it because <laughs> you're kind of forced into having a conversation with yourself and it's kind of uh it's a good time. It could be a really bad time, but it could like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like You're just running. You have to get home eventually. Yeah. So you may as well have that conversation with yourself <laughs> and then you get back and it's great because you've just had this really productive kind of thought process it usually like it can start negative, but it it's never ended negative for me. Like when I get back, I'm never thinking you're a terrible person. Like you should do this differently. Like I find myself like reminiscing a lot on things and planning for the future. And then like just taking moments, like just to be, you know, like, oh, okay. Left foot, right foot, left foot, like super basic things. But then when mm-hmm. you get back, you have all the like endorphins of a run, like just coursing through your body. Like Mm -hmm. you feel, you feel wonderful when you get back from one of those runs. Like not only like you feel, I don't know how to describe it, 
because it's not like you're running for anything. You're just running to run like mm-hmm. three, four or five miles. doesn't matter the time. doesn't matter the distance. Just like pick a route and go do it without music. And then when you get back, not only do you feel like physically good because of all the endorphins, but like mentally, I feel so decluttered when I come back from these runs. Mm. I don't like, I don't want to touch my phone when I get back. I don't want to see the notifications. I don't want to see the, the light pop up from it. I just, I like avoid it when I get home for as long as I can. It's Mm. just a really cool experience. I'd highly recommend. But yeah, I typically, I don't know about you, but when I fall asleep at night, it's typically because I, like, I pass out as opposed to being like consciously trying to fall asleep. I'll listen yeah. to a his, hit like a history documentary or something like that. And that'll, that's my comedy radio. And then eventually I, I just wake up. I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what time I fell asleep, but I fell asleep. Yeah. Interesting. Um. I have a question what uh fear of failure in carnival games Dave? yes okay so for those so um, for those just for some context for those who don't know i think we mentioned this but we have a a shared notepad that we put all of our topics in and one day we have to release this list because it just it cracks me up every time i look at it <laughs> like it's so it's so all over the place um, just for example, for a future episode, we'll probably talk about whether chickens are fireproof. Yes, we are. I'm and, just doing a little bit more research. Yeah, we have to do really a lot of research on this. And, and if T-Rexes are actually dragons. Uh, so stay I have, tuned, stay I have tuned for that one. That, yes, <laughs> that have been that chickens are fireproof. That are, um, they've been semi-validated. But yeah, but so Dave wrote on here the other day, um, <laughs> fear of failure in carnival games. And it's funny because the other week we talked about just not sucking at things, but like everybody sucks at carnival games. So I'm interested to see uh, <laughs> what you meant by this, Dave. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So backstory, I guess background, not really backstory, background. I am now seeing someone. And we went to the fair and went with her friends, and it was a good time. Woo! Fair's a good date. Expensive. It date. was a good date. <laughs> it's a good um, date. But so we're like we're we're together, and Ooh. um, she had mentioned. I want you to win me something. And I was like, okay, I'll try. And so I've only played one game and it was the water game, you know, where you oh, shoot yeah. the target. Oh, well, nice. another guy in the group that was with us won something. Like he, he beat everybody and won something and gave it to the girl he was with. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Very sweet. And <laughs> so <you> I lost <laughs> and I was, um, I still think, that my side of the the water thing was rigged, but that's okay. Um, okay. And then there are like games I wanted, like I wish I would have just like played just to try. And I just couldn't get, cause I was just like, I don't want to try and not win or something. And it, I, I just backed, like I went against everything I've ever said on this podcast and just, crumbled to it 
Oh my god, dude! <laughs> yeah, it ate sucking. me alive. It <laughs> ate me just... alive that I didn't like play more games. You should just go back. And it was it was nothing else but fear about not winning. And so as we're leaving, there's like the basketball game, like a low hoop basketball game. Mm -hmm. And I am bad at basketball. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But I'm like, all right, last thing. So we play the guy that won with the water shooting game won again and then like gave (laughs) the girl I'm with like a plush toy and like won it for it. And I like, that's so fine. I'm so okay with that. She really wanted it. I wanted to give it to her, but I was just so mad that I lost again. Wait. And he gave the toy to your significant other. Yes. Which is fine. Like that, (laughs) that has zero, that has zero context to this, but the fact that I couldn't win a game. It was, was very precious on my own. Like I couldn't win. <laughs> Destroyed me. Dude, maybe he's just a straight up carny. Uh, you know, dude, dude was winning games and good for him. He, he really was. He won like the, all sorts of stuff. And I just couldn't win anything. And I was getting so mad because I just wanted to beat a carnival game once. And I, I couldn't beat any of them. Man. I was really rooting for you, Dave. I know. <sighs> oh well. Do you have a favorite carnival game? Like, do you have the one that like you think you could win? Dude, I didn't go to a lot of carnivals growing up, to be honest with you. I think I, I should have uh, tried the dart game. That's my big regret. I should. I think darts. Dart yeah, darts definitely would be my wheelhouse if I had to pick one. Darts, because you got to loop them in. Um. I always liked the basketball game, but I was never very good at it. Like, I'm really bad at basketball. So, yeah, I don't know. Ich weiß es nicht. Ich weiß es nicht. Ich weiß es nicht. Yo no soy. Soy? Oh, yo no soy. <laughs> I was just like, why is he talking about soy right now? But Have you seen he- that picture? Soy, yo no soy. It's um, is that what you said? You didn't say that, did you? You didn't um, say no soy. Yo no sé. I'm oh. tired. Um, the the thing where it was like no no entiendes. Um, <laughs> the guy he like goes to get chorizo and accidentally buys soy chorizo from the <laughs> market because it said soy chorizo, but he didn't realize it was like plant based. He just thought it was, it was a like, brand. Yeah, like am chorizo. <laughs> and I think that is just I love that. Hilarious. <laughs> That's that that might be one of the funniest things I've heard. Actually, that is the funniest thing I've heard today. <laughs> Could you imagine how mad you'd be if you thought you bought some legit chorizo and then but you get soy. home and it's just soy? Just like it's like grated. Uh, yeah. tofu cubes. It just like crumbles <laughs> out of the packet. What the heck? Oh my what is gosh. This? To be fair, chorizo like kind of does just fall. Have you ever cooked it? Chorizo? Yeah. I personally haven't. Okay. I have a good chorizo story. Chorizo. However you want to say it. 
I'm really bad at my pronunciation. You're getting good with your pronunciations, Dave. The uh, Duolingo seems to be paying off. Oh, dude, Duolingo is my thing now. That's what I do during my lunch break, usually. I will make a little sandwich and then go back to my office, close the door, and do Duolingo for like 40 minutes. No, dang. <laughs> so you're grinding. Oh, yeah. I do it on my uh, walks with Russ. But, um, oh, yeah, David and I are learning Spanish. Or David's learning Spanish. I am catching up. One day we'll do an episode in Spanish, a full Spanish episode. Maybe we could do that. There is zero chance we could do that. <laughs> okay, that's that would be the two minute conversation that we had pre scripted. <laughs> like, hola, hola, como estas? Um, so I had bought treats though, one, and it was when I was living um, in the apartment. And I I would go to Walmart with 20 bucks and I would just see what kind of like try and get groceries for the week. And one week I bought chorizo because I wanted to like make eggs Benedict for some reason. Cause I had all the ingredients. We had all the ingredients in the house. It's just like egg, white wine vinegar, a um, little bit of sugar. All you had to buy was like muffins and whatever protein you wanted. And you have eggs Benedict, right? And so I brought, I bought chorizo because it sounded really good. And when you cook, mm -hmm. what I didn't realize is when you cook, I, I keep saying this word and I feel like I'm mispronouncing it, chorizo, when you make chorizo, it's so fatty. Like it is, it is like I bought a tube of like a pound of it and I just put it in a pan expecting it to be like ground beef. It was mm. not at all. It was so fatty and like it was, it was just like bubbling. So I was like, oh, what do I do? So instead I cut up a potato and like I blanched the potatoes in the chorizo. There was that much liquid. And then mm -hmm. I baked the potatoes slices and then mm -hmm. I put the chorizo, I cooked out everything and I put the chorizo on the potato slices and put some grated cheese on it. It mm. was so good. That sounds really good. Like chorizo as a meat is amazing. But I did not realize what I was getting myself into <laughs> when I when I bought it. It was like a complete shock to me of what it actually was. But but yeah. So I think that Duolingo, I think we'll be able to have full conversations in Spanish with other Spanish speaking people, not with each other. Yeah, I think that's We're probably a good caveat going to be very vanilla spanish like understand it and be able to under like like speak it barely but not mm -hmm. create conversation between two people yeah so i'm also like in addition to duolingo um my partner speaks spanish fluently so she has been very helpful in my spanish speaking journey i guess if you could say That's so dope. sometimes she'll just not talk to me in english and force me to speak spanish with her which is very helpful but it and god bless her because she's so patient it slows everything down to a snail crawl because it takes me a long time to figure out what the heck we're talking about sometimes but yeah so i think i think we could do it if we had someone who also knew what the heck they were talking about and could kind of keep the conversation going yeah otherwise like, you and i would just be asking each other's names again and again. 
over it. You know with, what I'm saying? With, with different conjugations. Yeah. That's awesome. One of my buddies did the same thing for me at a at a wedding. Like he only spoke to me in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it was it was awesome. It it helped me so much like understand and put things um into perspective one like conversationally mm-hmm. so i can't imagine how much that's helping you that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool the thing that and i struggled with this with german too and i i blame being southern but i just talk slower naturally talk slower i don't have the ability to talk very quickly yeah and it really makes it hard, one, to, to talk quick enough to kind of get all of the syllables that you need in Spanish. That I struggle with that because it takes me too long. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is understanding it because I talk. I, I just can't keep up with it yet. And so I, like on the Duolingo, you know, when you have the fast speed and the slow speed. Dude, I was just about to say, I click that turtle nonstop. Oh, and it's just embarrassingly <laughs> slow. It's like disculpe yeah <laughs> but in the in the fast in one. la universidad and you're like oh but in it's, the, the it's regular so one you're like i didn't hear law at all i had zero idea they had law in there the amount of times i've mistyped things because it was like oh there was a there was a, like a what's it called a preposition like l la whatever it is but they there there's like oh there's one in there it's like no there wasn't not when they said it they're like I don't know if it's that. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Were those words or was that just one word? I can't tell. Mm-hmm. But then it slows it down. It's so condescending. It's like, are you stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh man. I feel yeah. Oh well. I'm 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 sure it's I'm sure it's teaching us Spanish. Oh, it has to be. Because uh, there's yeah. there's times that you go. I kind of understood that. Like, I know, I don't know what they're talking about specifically, but I do know what area of conversation they mm. are talking about. Like, you know, whenever yeah, I know the just, general like, subject of you're like, okay, I think they're talking about cars. Because <laughs> they said caro. I, yeah, but you just, you kind of catch on like four words and you go, okay, these are all in the realm of cars or traveling. So I don't know if they're talking about traveling or if they're talking about repairing a car. Or they're talking about price because yeah, Cato is but we're, too expensive. we're somewhere, we're somewhere, <laughs> and I think that I that is such a cool thing. The other thing I want to do, and I've heard of, is I want to dream in a different language. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of that. So what do you mean? once you once you get fluent or get comfortable enough with a language eventually and i'm not a dreamer just naturally so this probably it'll be extra hard because i just don't dream but if you're comfortable enough with the language eventually your dreams will be in that language too so let's say it's french or spanish or whatever german you will have english dreams because we're native english speakers but then randomly your dream may be in german or spanish that would freak me out so much. Could you imagine you just in a dream and it's just pure no. Spanish? You're like, am I alive? Like that I would be, be that would be nuts. I think that's when you know you made it. So when, when you dream in it, when your subconscious is speaking Spanish. the language. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't wait to get a text in 10 years. No, this podcast will still be running in 10 years. I can't wait to be on a podcast in 10 years. David gets David gets on and he goes, <clears throat> I dreamt in Spanish last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wrote, honestly, I would honestly I probably <laughs> wake up and just immediately call you. Like it, it would be that so would be much so more awesome. than a text. <laughs> like, holy cow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think that as as someone who can only speak one language, I think that's when you know you made it. Hey man, I can only speak one. Well, I speak American and English. I guess Texan's a third language. Hey, I was gonna say I speak American and Southern. <laughs> yeah, you need to speak Southern. I swear there were times in, in Abilene where we'd be hanging out and we'd be hanging out around like the uh the older Abilene crowd. And they would be saying things, and I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Like, genuinely, just could not understand a word they were saying. It's a, or it's kind like, of, it's not as bad as Cajun, but no, it's, but it's, uh, it's tough. Similar. Yeah. Especially when to, people start speaking in similes or whatever. The, you're like, oh, I have this no is more dry than your grandma's elbow on a Sunday afternoon. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, beef jerky. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The, uh, the, did you call them similes? Is that what they're called? Analogies? Are they analogies? Analogies? Sayings? Just sayings? Maybe? Sayings. There we go. Yeah. Southern sayings. And, but like, the further, like, I feel like the further southeast you go, the worse it gets. Like, you go to mm. Georgia or not Georgia. <laughs> Louisiana, like on the border of East Texas and um, West Louisiana, like that area, dude, I can't understand. I would stop at gas stations driving to some properties out there. I could not understand what the cashier was saying to me. Like just casual conversation. And it's English. <laughs> it's they, mm-hmm. We were both speaking English, but I could not for the life of me understand what they were saying. I felt the same way about Ireland. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Like the biggest <laughs> language barrier I had traveling around Europe was Ireland and they spoke English. All of the countries that were not English speaking countries, I could get along easier and usually with less struggle than Ireland because I had no idea what they were talking about. Dude, yeah. Ever. I'm not gonna lie. When we got when we got off the plane and we had to buy our bus tickets, um, to where we were going, I could not understand what the ticket guy was saying, like at all. And I've grown I've grown up around my grandpa's from the north of England, my uncles from Scotland. Like they have very thick accents. I could not understand a single word they were saying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's funny though. Your biggest language barrier was in. The- in an English-speaking country. Yeah, and it was mind-blowing to me. And I just, because at first I thought it maybe was a European thing, you know, because I hadn't been anywhere. And so when we went, we landed in Ireland and met um, Abate's uncle and his grandma, and then we went out and kind of saw Dublin a little bit that night. Could never understand what anybody was saying ever. And I was like, oh, this is just Europe. You know, it's not, it's not Texas, it's just a Europe thing. It'll get better. And then immediately got easier since we landed in Germany from Ireland. 
And I went, okay, no, that's just Ireland. Like that's there's it's just Ireland. Which shout out to the Irish. I like there's no hatred there. It just was just mind blowing to me that the English speaking country was the hardest one for me to communicate anything. So stoic, the Irish. You don't know what they're feeling. <laughs> there was no mercy. There was no mercy on their face either. When like we were did did you feel kind of like I know I did. I felt kind of dumb asking for somebody to repeat themselves. Especially coming from like an English family. I'm like, oh, like I should understand what you're saying. I know we're not the same, but like <laughs> I should I should get I should get this. <laughs> but I do not understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Can you please repeat that? Or point. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, so it's like we both speak English, but I still need you to do um, pointing at stuff and nodding and shaking your head. Which is why it was so much easier to communicate in other countries because they were like, oh, gosh, this person does not speak my language. Okay, just do this. <laughs> like, okay. Or they'd memorize phrases in really yeah. good broken English. Yeah. Whereas the Irish just talked and just I couldn't, talk. couldn't understand people yeah imagine how bad it gets like when you get like further north or like northern ireland and stuff like you'd be you'd be a fish out of water and that and that'd be an understatement mm-hmm. be so difficult yeah it is really cool how dialects change throughout like such small areas though when you think about it mm-hmm. like between texas and louisiana for example like you have a you have a blend of french and british influence like the southern accent i saw a really cool like a two-minute video the other day explaining the difference in like the history behind the southern accent it's actually just an elongated english accent say that again like the the southern accent i think that's how you describe it is a like an elongated version of an english accent okay it's like the reason people down south talk like they do is because that's how like it's an evolution of the english accent essentially you've never seen this no i'm trying to think of an example um i I don't know if i can i will send it to you okay send it to me because that that's interesting i don't know if i buy it the Southern accent comes directly from British received uh, pronunciation and aristocratic society. I, okay. So maybe since America was settled by pilgrims and I'm assuming, you know, cause they don't talk about this a lot, actually. I'm a little confused. I was about to digress in a huge rabbit hole about like Texas history and why Texas is the way it is, but we're, we're, we're going to ignore that. So I wonder, cause I don't know about the socioeconomic status of the general population that migrated from England to the original colonies, right? Because if there was that English aristocratic way of speaking and they were not part of the aristocracy, it would make sense that they, like those 
people who came over would speak in a different manner as one probably to just kind of mock um, the wealthy and two as a lesser educated demographic. So it makes sense to me that it would be slower and elongated. Right. And then fast forward from the 13 original to the Southern states, people who are usually migrating West and South were running away from debts. So that's also probably more impoverished and lower income and through that lower educated people. And that's why you have the Southern accent is because it was people avoiding debt. Right. That it does, it does make sense. I just want to hear, I want to hear the evolution of a word, like a specific word. I've been trying to find one. I can't, I can't right now. Hmm. But I will try and find the video and send it to you. Yeah, if you can't, I want to watch that. There's a guy um, that I work with. He's one of the partners. Dude is a huge just history knowledge buff. And there was one day that him and I nerded out over Texas history because we both brought in like two different aspects of it. I brought in like he brought in, you could tell like documentary, self-done research, all of this stuff. And then I kind of brought in uh, like college oriented classes towards this because his like I studied history in college and so from like that side of academia versus like self-imposed learning style and all of this other stuff and we just went off on this 10-minute tirade about how Texas was founded and like why certain things are the way they are and like why the state is operating the way it operates based on historical undertones and you know influence from the spanish and influence from native american and influence from uh like the united states it was nuts and it all happened before 8 a.m and i know everybody else in the room did not care <laughs> and we just talked see so i was having a good time yeah it was like a 7 30 meeting and the first 10 15 minutes of it was just me and this partner just nerding out together and I know, like, everyone else there was like, this is a waste of my time. You got to love good nerd out session, though. I know. So now I go into his office, and he'll show me maps and, like, talk to me about them. <laughs> and you're like, funny. sweet. Like, like, this is what I want. It's a sweet map. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, I, can I take it? Can I yeah, have maps, crazy. He has lots of maps. He just has them all over the place. It's crazy. I also think... I'm, you weren't you weren't involved in scouting in any form or fashion, were you? Nope. He is a scoutmaster, which is like the head parent over a scout troop. Right. And I w- am an Eagle Scout. And so I think there's like a scouting personality thing that just happens whenever you're in it, which makes you easily nerd out over things. And ours just happened to be the same thing. And so now we'll just talk history and then kind of, I can see the scout-esque trails of like personality trait 
it's kind of like trail off of whenever he's talking like ah you are a scout master the way you're talking to me it makes a lot of sense like it's so, not condescending in any way it's just nerdy nerdy out the wazoo yeah it's always good I, dude, nerding out is fun man mm-hmm. it's like it's i feel like nerding out is kind of conflated with the idea of just like having something in common with somebody else that you're but it's like not like a common thing it's like if both of us talked about the dallas cow like assuming you're a dallas cowboys fan right like if both of us you're like oh my gosh yeah the cowboys are awesome like that's not nerding out like nerding out over maps like having something like really in common being super passionate about something that's like a really small niche with somebody else like that's mm-hmm. nerding out you're like oh okay that's awesome yeah there's nothing better than meeting a random human being that can match your level of intensity on a very obscure topic it's the best feeling ever <laughs> like the level of excitement is is pretty much unrivaled in any other interaction, I would think. Yeah. Like when you're just randomly, you know, sitting in a coffee shop or something. Oh, my gosh. What's a good one for me personally is Naruto because I'm not a big anime guy. Right. Like, right. that's my caveat. I don't watch a lot of anime. Okay. I love Naruto. You do so much, <laughs> so much so you. I did get a tattoo of Sasuke's, Sasuke's curse mark, but it's sealed. Just in case you were wondering, it's fine. Oh, Has the seal on it. That was a um, fun night in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess this probably happens more like at the pool or the lake because I'll like. When my shirt's off, people will see it. But people will come up to me, and when they recognize it, it's just immediate 40-second friendship. That's sick. You know, <laughs> like, they're like, awesome. is that? And they'll look at me, and they'll kind of be like, hey, is that? And then just point, and I'll go, yeah, it is. And they're like, dude, conversation starts. And then we start talking about different things and different all of this stuff. And have you seen, like, the the subseries Boruto where it's like Naruto's kid and like all this other stuff and you just start going it like going into it and start discussing all of it and the conversation may last max five minutes but it's such an exciting five minutes it's the best um I just that I is just the only the- positive from that tattoo that I have <laughs> I just like I just love the instant ability to make friends just because of one basic commonality like strangers turn into friends almost well i guess more of acquaintances but like they get along when you have something like you get along with other people immediately when you have something in common with them which is pretty cool it's a great conversation starter (laughs) yeah and so i think honestly as weird as it sounds i think it is friends but just like a five minute friendship, right? Like, I think it's a little bit more than an acquaintance. Mm. I'm, and I don't know if maybe I'm convoluting because I do, I do have a very strict con- like group that I would consider my friends. Right. But that conversation itself, even though it only lasts five minutes and they not, they may not be a friend, it is a friend conversation. Mm. Okay. 
maybe i don't know if that's just a dumb idea because it's so genuine usually especially because one there's nothing on like the the specific like for me specifically the tattoo doesn't if you don't know what it is you don't know what it is it's not like it's a common character icon thing that you would just know because you walked past a hot topic before you know like you wouldn't get it right but if you do you have like like you you're meeting at a higher level of understanding of a of that and also the show is such a friendship style show like it's all about friends and like having each other's back and like it's such a good moral show honestly in my opinion that it makes sense that the people who really like it and really enjoy it kind of share the same values that is taught and layered and laced throughout the show maybe that's what it is like it's not that it's an obscure topic it's like an obscure healthy topic and feel good topic it's not like a like a political opinion yeah and it's not because naruto's really his whole thing is i don't lie or like i keep promises is his big thing and i'm i'm gonna rest like i'm i care about my friends more than myself yeah and i think those are two pretty noble things so huh, maybe that's what it is i've had an epiphany if you ran without music you'd have more of them no because then i wouldn't be able to listen <laughs> to the naruto theme song you just listen to the naruto theme song every time you run oh my gosh and there's like different songs where certain characters die and so you can relive the moments oh yeah i have it on my <laughs> like sad boy hour and it's just instrumentals and it's just beautiful but it like you go back to the feeling of whenever you saw it the first time and your body is just shook like it's just feeling all of those emotions you had i never finished it because i had to switch to hulu and i had ads on hulu so i never finished naruto That's but weird. i did however i did start one piece recently and oh. we one piece is uh it's pretty good I will say it's pretty good. I've been told to watch it. Yeah, it's very similar to Naruto, to be honest with you. Kid has magical powers, has a bunch of friends, tries to accomplish one goal. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Lots of filler episodes. You get the vibes. Yeah. The last time I rewatched Naruto, I watched all the filler episodes. Mm-hmm. And while they bring no context to the story for the most part, like 80% of them aren't necessary. Right. Going and knowing that, I think, made it easier to watch them because it was just silly. They're just silly little 20 minute episodes. Well, yeah, you don't devote like hardly any attention to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that you know it, you're like, oh, this is good to have on in the background because, like, honestly, there's yeah. a couple of funny quips in here, like, yeah, here, here and there. But nothing like substantial. And mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, you go, "Oh, okay." I mean, that was that was good. It was unnecessary, but you know, I like I like that. I know 
a little bit more about this character. I feel like that's what it does. It gets you more involved with the characters. Mm -hmm. Because although it's boring, it's still their lives. So maybe it's just really good writing. Yeah. Have you seen Letterkenny yet? No, because it's on Hulu and Hulu has ads. (sighs) Oh, boy. That's, I've never heard you sound so disappointed. <laughs> I was watching Letterkenny clips on Facebook at work yesterday. And they were just cracking me up, man. So freaking funny. I will, and I promise you I'll watch it eventually. I really think you'll like it. I really do. Okay. <laughs> I know we're probably close-ish to time, mm-hmm. but last last question. Uh, oh, okay. Do you, how do you handle when people, because I, I feel like I do this a lot to you, like when they just keep giving you movies and TV recommendations, mm-hmm. when you know you're never going to watch them. What's you're your, assuming you're never going to watch them? Oh no, you're um, for sure gonna watch Letter Kenny. Like that, yeah. that is, I'm not worried about that. But you know, when people are like, oh my gosh, I watched, uh, I don't know, freaking Arrow or something, you know, or I don't know. It's like, I'm never gonna watch Arrow. I don't, I'm not yeah. into, I'm not really into superheroes. That I much. ask them more about it usually. It's like a flip it. So here, mm. let's do a little, we can do a little role play. Here we go. You start. Okay. Um, Hey, have you seen Letterkenny? No, I haven't. What's it about? Oh, so it's like um like it's like a sitcom, but it's based out of Canada, small town Canada, and it's um just like going through these people's daily lives, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Are the are the episodes pretty long? No, they're short, super short. You could watch five minutes and the seasons are short too. You watch entire season in an afternoon and kind of like get up and do short. What kind of like comedy is it? Um, real quick witted. Hmm. Honestly, it sounds really good. Um, but I'm not. Doesn't sound like my kind of comedy. I probably won't watch it. I may give it a couple episodes though. Mm, that's pretty good. Like, just find find the thing you like. Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not okay, gonna watch. Okay. It. You want to see what I do? Like, Your Arrow turn. just seems like a mass. For- oh my. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Hey, Dave. You should watch Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. What's Afterlife? It's a really funny comedy about a guy whose wife dies. Ah. That's <laughs> usually it. I just make a noise. Ah. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're not really uh <laughs> Yeah, and then I just I usually just leave. <laughs> like, okay. Oh. <laughs> funny things I've seen you do that in conversations too. Like, ah. Yeah. Um Oh, someone recommended a show to me the other day and we were getting lunch and uh, I just remember going, I'm never going to see this the entire time. But yeah, it was like a lunch where you can't be rude, you know? So it's like, oh man, I'm going to nod a lot for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Repeat a lot of the last words of every sentence. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, like where man. you can't be like really upset or like angry that they're still talking to you or like frustrated but at the same time you just like want to be out of the conversation yeah you're like man everyone's doing their best just to have 
simple conversation at this lunch. I get it that not all of these topics are going to be home runs. This one sucks though. This one just real sucks. And this is because we are what, you know, because everyone here is trying to be cordial and like professional and nice. No one's going to say anything, but we are all bleeding out of our ears. <laughs> Please just be quiet. Yeah. Read the room. Oh my gosh. Just don't oh. suck at reading the room. <laughs> there's another no. don't there's another don't suckism. Don't suck at reading the room. Oh. Read, read the room all the time, 24-7. Some people okay, and I'm a huge proponent of, and I, I think people, if you're listening to this, you should be on this train. And if you're not, get on it. But if someone tells you I don't drink or I'm not drinking, that doesn't need a follow-up question, right? Like it's their business. Maybe they've never drank. Maybe they had an experience. Maybe they're taking a tolerance break. Nobody knows, right? It's none of your business. That's a thing. So if saying, hey, I'm not drinking tonight, you don't ask, oh, are you like, oh, why? It's like, let's stop it. So mini rant, be better people. Um, Second, just because you drink doesn't mean other people drink, right? And I was in a conversation with a couple people, and one of the per the one of the people doesn't drink at all, and was very nice throughout the conversation. But the conversation was very alcohol heavy, and so we were talking about different places to go have a nice drink in town, and I could kind of feel the uncomfortable from third party because there's just nothing for them to add to the conversation right so i made it from drinks at these establishments to food let's talk about the food at them right and i kept trying to go back to food everyone everyone eats hey like they have a really good brussels sprout appetizer it's fantastic let's talk about that and one of the people just kept going back to drinks and made a comment about how the drinks are a little expensive, but they make them really strong, so it makes up for it. Well, the, the person who doesn't drink responded with, oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. And just the pure like, look of shock and kind of disappointment from the person who's talking about drinks to the person who, wasn't, who doesn't drink, mm. does that make sense? Yeah. Was al- almost, like, it, it kind of irked me a bit because it was almost condescending yeah in a sense of like oh what do you mean you don't know whether it's good or not to have a heavy pour on a drink and then i go i just want to be like i don't know how you haven't picked up in the last hour and a half that this person doesn't drink (laughs) but they just don't yeah like for religious reasons they don't drink and i don't know how you haven't picked up on that Like we we have both been trying to get it away from alcohol just to let everybody feel comfortable with what we're talking about. And you didn't get it for 45 minutes. And I wanted to just flick them in the nose. You can't do that. It's not allowed. It's not allowed to not read the room. It's it's also just not hard to do, in my opinion. I guess it's not hard to do. No, you, you just kind of, you can tell when someone's uncomfortable with a conversation topic. Yeah. And I'm not saying every single time someone is uncomfortable with the conversation topic means you have to stop talking about it. 
but there are instances, you know, this was a casual lunch. This was not a life-changing thing or a, you know, oh, an intervention. We went and got raising canes, right? Just to kind of like meet and greet and whatever. Yeah. There's nothing serious about it. Yeah, like, no, we don't need, like, it doesn't need to be where anybody's uncomfortable at any moment if you can avoid it. So at the very least, don't make it worse. But I feel like a if, lot of times people whatever. are just trying to sound, like, sound cool. Like, look at what I've done, or look at what I do, or I love this. Mm-hmm. Because I want everyone to know that I do X, Y, and Z. Whereas other people are pretty low-key about it. And they're like, oh, if people can read the room, I'll be their friend. Yeah. (laughs) I think I've made a lot of, like, met a lot of people just because of, like, there's a lot of people who can't read the room. And then you're just kind of sitting there going, okay, I'll wait my turn. And then everyone gets fed up with the people not reading the room. Mm -hmm. And everyone ends up in this nice little aware group (laughs) at the end of the night where everyone's having a great conversation. You're like, oh, okay, this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. and it's weird how it'll just slowly like if you're at a long table people will just slowly shift away mm. from the awkward or the uncomfortable yep you know you get up to go to the bathroom and you sit farther away or you get up to go get you know another finger sandwich let's say you're at a like a, a, a buffet style something whatever it is you know finger some, sandwich Sounds you know nice. um and tuna, then, tuna finger sandwiches anyway sorry but you know like if you're all like at a big i don't conference or a wedding or something where there's big the big round tables and it's free seating and then people will slowly stop going to one specific table and kind of just move to the other side of the room yeah and you're like "Hmm, i wonder why and you're like oh that makes a lot and then there's just the third like it's the person who kind of sucks, and then the two people who couldn't get away fast enough who are just stuck there. Yeah, they feel obligated to be <laughs> like, yes, I wasn't part of it. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's why you always got to have your, have your glass half full. What, your drink glass? Yeah, have I not told you that? Mm-mm. Some of the best advice a professor gave me Well, he told it to the entire class, but when you're going to social events, you always keep your glass, like you never let them fill it up more than halfway, because that's always an out of a conversation. You go, oh, I would love to keep talking to you. I need to go refill this. Yeah. And then you just leave. Can you imagine if you had the full one? Like you had a full drink. <laughs> like, <You're> like, <laughs> it's just like, like you opened, like say so you had like a beer and you just opened it in front of him. You're like, oh, I need another one. This is man, that's oh, such a gone. I would love to hear you talk about this, but I can't because yeah. I need another drink. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to that professor. That's a great advice, honestly. Yeah, dude. It it's pretty helpful. You know, if it's you know, uh, like a champagne event or wine or something like that. Just half full, and it, it and it's such a weird ask, and people don't get it. But then the the people who are serving will kind of see you use it a couple times, and it'll click, and then they won't like question you anymore. They'll just give you half a glass. Yeah, you're just like, it's I perfect. just want half a glass. 
And it's like, what? And you're like, I just need to be able to lead conversations I don't want to be a part of <laughs> without being rude. Nice. Because mm-hmm. you take two sips and then you're like almost slow. Oh no, gotta go. I'm writing that one down. I don't know if you can hear me typing. No, um, I can't. Oh, that's good. Um, well, it is, uh, we're an hour and 10 in. I think this is officially the longest podcast ever in the history of 12 o'clock talks. Oh, I tried to not go on a mini rant and then it just kept spiraling. <laughs> I think, it, I think it's okay until we start receiving feedback that it's not okay. I mean, I feel like they'll naturally get longer. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but if you are one of our six active listeners and you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you share it and we appreciate your support. Um, if you're new listening, we've just reached over 300 listens. It's exciting. Um, we post every Friday, most Fridays, <laughs> most Fridays, uh, we post, we do miss a couple of times cause we're still settling into, um, life as adults um if you're enjoying the podcast leave us a review whichever star rating you'd like to give us doesn't matter is okay we want honest feedback um but yeah dave do you do you you have anything to say to the people yeah i disagree with the star rating it has to be five stars however your comments can be whatever they want to be (laughs) okay well under that stipulation don't um... take my dreams don't be selfish just kidding you can do whatever you want it's your life but do five stars it's just move your hand to the right a little bit with the cursor it's not that hard (laughs) on that note (laughs) i'm jack and this is dave yes sir this has been 12 o'clock docs we'll see y'all next time bye